Yo. Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is that boy, Brian. And today, as you can tell, I'm sure, we're me and Matt are going to be doing something a little bit different. Today, we're going to be starting a new series. And it's not, it's not really a YouTube series. It's more of like an iTunes slash YouTube type thing. We're going to be making podcasts. So, uh, yeah, Matt, why don't you... Uh, you know, introduce yourself as if, if people don't know who you are already, but go ahead and, yeah, just let us let us know what we're doing. Yeah, um, we've decided to try out this podcast thing, and as you don't know, I may not know, I'm at that 409, check me out on YouTube, and we have been viewing, like, some podcasts that have already been uploaded around YouTube, and we thought it'd be a fun idea for us to try out, so... It may be good. It may not be. It's all part of the process. So we're just trying things out, see what works, see what doesn't. And it should be a fun experience nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. And like Matt just said, this is like one of our first times trying to – this is like our first time trying to make a podcast. So we could – if like the audio is off here and there or if there's – you know, if we don't – if it doesn't come out as good as we'd like it to, we're we're sorry for that. But like Matt said, it's a process. We're going to get better. We're going to keep – you know, doing things to make our podcasts and make and our YouTube videos, everything, make them better as time goes on. So, yeah, uh, for this podcast, I think um, one of the main goals that we're going to try and do is we're going to try and, like, have different topics each week. I think we're going to upload it. We're going to make a new podcast once a week, like, hopefully every Monday morning, um, probably latest Tuesday, depending on, like, our schedules. Um, but I think that we're going to have different topics each week and then we're going to discuss those topics and also each week starting next week we'll have like a Q&A where you guys can submit questions on uh, Twitter or wherever else I uh, we decide to post questions and you guys can ask us questions and we'll answer it in the following week's segment of the podcast. Uh, so for this week let's start off we're going to start MLB. Um, sure but I like to say you guys, like, there's going to be tons of people who are going to be <laughs> following our podcast and submitting questions every day. Right. Yeah, well, those of like, you uh, who do see this, whether you're from the YouTube or you're from wherever you're from, you know, whether you know us personally or you're from YouTube, wherever, yeah, just, you know, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see what we can do with questions-wise. Uh, so, you want to start with MLB, or do you, where do you want to start? Sure, MLB sounds good. All right, so we're just going to talk some MLB news in general. So also my favorite team, I'm a New York Mets fan, and I couldn't really be happier with the start of the season. Um, We started out 12-2, and had a pretty, you know, we had a good team. We were scoring runs, we were pitching well, our bullpen was lights out. Now we're 14-5, and so if you couldn't tell, we've dropped three of the last five games, which doesn't make me too happy because of the way we've lost those games. We lost the game last night to the Atlanta Braves in the bottom of the ninth, and Jerry's Familia completely blew the save, gave up two runs and the, and the loss. Um, a couple like like last week we lost we we actually got swept by the Nationals. Oh, so we lost four out of five or four out of six actually because we got swept by the Nationals, and it's like our our bullpen completely choked. Like we, I guess the Nationals one game we gave up eight runs in the. In the eighth inning, like how do you give up eight yeah. runs in the eighth I was, inning? It's I was watching that game. Yeah, it's like six to one. You give up eight runs. It's ridiculous. The ground pitch is great that night. it's ridiculous, but nonetheless, fourteen and five is a good record. Uh, I think we're let's see. I'm pretty sure we're still two and a half 
to three games up on the division because I'm pretty sure it's Philadelphia right now. And they're 13-7. and So, yeah, let's see. So, the Mets right now are atop the NL East with the 14-6 record. 14-6 record, actually, not 14-5. The Phillies are actually a half game behind them, 14-7. and Wow. And the Braves, 12-8. and Nationals, who are 10-11. and And then the Marlins are 5-16. and So, you know, I like it. We're... Last 10 were 5-5, five and five though, so it's like we're kind of, you know, we've hit a little bit of a down stretch right now, but we'll get back. It's early in the season still. But, Matt, I know you're a Yankee fan, and honestly, with the Yankees, like, I'll let you just talk about them. 11-9 record, five and a half games behind the Red Sox, who are looking absolutely amazing at the gates. I don't know. Are, are you worried at all about, about the Yankees? Listen, all I'm going to say is that we have talent, right? It's Definitely. just a matter of getting things to click, whether it be everyone trying to figure out how to work with each other or Aaron Boone coming in as manager, trying to get things settled, trying to figure out what works. That's all I'm going to say right now is just got to wait and just yeah. trust it. Yeah, like Joel I, I mean, trust the process. Exactly. Trust the process. The 76 Yeah, we'll get to the NBA playoffs later. But, um, yeah, the Yankees have so much – you know, star power in their lineup. Like, you look up and down their lineup. They got, you know, no order, but they got Didi Gregorius. They got uh, Hicks, Stanton, Judge, Gary Sanchez. And their pitching staff isn't bad. You know, Tanaka, mm-hmm. Sabathia, Severino. Yeah, and their bullpen, guys out of the bullpen, I know. Too. Right, I know Batances haven't, hasn't been great. Yeah, but then you have the, the hardest-throwing pitcher in baseball, Chapman, behind him. So, I feel like the only thing with the, the, thing the Yankees have been struggling with is to, like, have – I know it's tough when baseball or any sport, but I feel like the Yankees, they're not having, like – it's, like, one night they'll score, like, 15 runs and they'll have, like, bad pitching. Or, like, the next night they'll have, like, good pitching but score, like, one run and lose 2-1. It's, like – it's almost like the clo- – like, the everything has to click at the same time, and I feel like it's just not clicking right now for the Yankees. It's just a matter of being consistent. And once we learn how to be consistent – then I think we can live up to the expectations that everyone's was had for us coming to the season. And I know people might be disappointed, but I'm saying like around all-star break, yeah, I think that things are going to be clicking and things are going to be going well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, you know, it's it's early in the season, 20 games, and 11-9 is not a bad record. Definitely. I mean, obviously, it, look, it, it looks bad when the Red Sox pull up at 17-4, and four, but, you know, they'll break stride eventually, you know, I think. Yeah, on paper, eleven and nine might not look good for the way that their team is set up, but again, right. it's just a matter of getting things to click and getting things to work. And if we can do that and we can be consistent with it, then we can be the dominant team that everyone thought we were going to be coming to the season this year. Definitely, once everything starts to click, I have no doubt the Yankees will be right there, competing with the best in baseball. Now, speaking of the Red Sox, they actually got themselves no hit last night. Oh, the man. A's left-handed pitcher Sean Manea, and I have never heard of this guy. Like I was just sitting there last night on my phone, whatever, checking Twitter, and then I see I got an alert from like MLB at bat, and it was like no hitter through eight. I was like, what? So I like I checked into the game, and this man Sean Manea, I've like I said, I've never heard of him, but he threw a no hitter against the, against one of the probably the, the best team in baseball right now, hottest team right now, and yeah. Especially for a guy that's not well known, that's that's huge. Like, that's a huge confidence booster. That's I don't even know how he pulled that off. 
That was just amazing. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, just, that... just chilling on your phone, and all I see is the alerts. No hitter going through the sixth inning against the Red Sox. And I was like, all right, well, let me look into this thing. Then I got seven and eight, and I was really into this. Like, wow, he could actually do it. Yeah, exactly. And for a for a Mariners team sitting there, uh, not Mariners, Athletics team sitting there at 11-11 behind the Mariners in the AL West, four and a half games behind the Astros, um, they're not looking too bad. Seven and three in the last ten. They're, that's, again, like you said, a confidence booster, a momentum builder to try and, you know, get the Athletics back to postseason play, which I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time the Athletics were in the postseason. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Damn, it's been a while. Uh, some other just notes. Uh, the top teams, you know, you know who surprised me right now? The Dodgers, nine and ten, five games behind the Diamondbacks. Who Diamondbacks are having a great start, fifteen and six. I, no, no disrespect to them, but the Dodgers, making the World Series last year, didn't really make much changes except for trading Adrian Gonzalez to the Mets, which is probably their biggest offseason, you know, trade or whatever. But that you know they didn't even play Gonzalez last year anyway, so it didn't really matter. I'm very surprised they're sitting there at nine and ten. I yeah, think listen, that. I know you go. No, I I just think that <laughs> for their like their star power, like I said, that they have like Bellinger and they have a great bullpen and Justin Turner, all of them Kershaw. I feel like they should be better than what they are. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's early, but it's it's. I'd like to say it's pretty much the same boat that the Yankees are in right yeah. now. Like, on paper, they should have a better record, but again, it's just a matter of time before things start falling into place and they can get out of the hole that they're in right now. Like both of them in their last 10 are six and four, which is not good. It's not like great, but like it's over 500 in your last 10. That's a streak. Like I, you could say, I guess, essentially. Yeah. It's just a yeah, matter definitely. of slowly but surely getting there. Yeah. And again, 20, 20 games, 21 games into the season. It's anything can happen. It's baseball. We know how crazy the seasons get towards the, end of the year, middle, you know, all-star break towards the end of the year. But, right, um, right. yeah, it's, it's been a far start to the season. I'm enjoying baseball. It's back. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, okay, so our, we'll go on to another topic. Speak, well, we talked about Joel Embiid, or you brought him up briefly before. So, you want to go to – we'll go to the NBA playoffs from here. Um, the NBA playoffs. So, right now, no team except for one – has advanced to the fi- to the next round of the NBA playoffs, and that one team is the New Orleans Pelicans. They actually swept the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. which com- completely bewilders me onto how I understand the Trailblazers aren't a great team. They're really just like a two-man show almost with McCollum and Lillard. But I feel like for them to get swept by a Pelicans team, which I didn't feel was that great. I mean, I know Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, but like, I didn't feel they were that great, but obviously, you know, they're kind of shocking the whole sports world. Winning them four games easy by, you know, like eight or more points, I think. Uh, let's see. The challenge, it seems like. Yeah, the, the only game, their closest game was the first game, and it was a two-point win. The next game, they won by nine, they won by 17, and they won by eight. So, it 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 didn't seem like McCollum and Lillard were really clicking, and that's what people are saying with especially with Lillard, is he, you know, he's great during the season putting up 50 points and hitting shots, but is he ready for primetime, and he, can he perform in the playoffs? Right. And I'd like to point out a very intense series that a lot of people are into right now is the Cleveland and Pacers, which yes. is actually going on at the moment right here. 
Yeah, that's that uh, game's about to start right now, isn't it? No, it's it, we're in two minutes and thirty seconds into the first quarter. Uh, no, thirty seconds left in the first quarter. Cavs oh, really? are by six right now. Yeah, it started. Oh a yeah, bit look ago. at that. Oh yeah, my thing. Oh yeah, it started at eight thirty. My thing didn't hadn't updated. Oh yeah, 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 that's a great. That's a great series right there because I think the Pacers are really shocking everybody. The first game, they came out and they completely flattened LeBron and the whole team, right? And then the next mm-hmm. game, you know, LeBron put up 46, kind of carried the the Cavs the way we expected him to. But then in game three, LeBron missed a bunch of shots. J.R. Smith had to take the last shot of the game, like 30 feet out, uh, a chuck and a prayer. It's yeah. like Indiana up 2-1 now. If they win tonight, they take a 3-1 lead over the defending Eastern Conference champions. Does that – I don't know. Do you feel – for you, do you think the Cavs can – do you think LeBron and Kevin Love can really carry this team as far as it, as they did last year without Kyrie Irving? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I think it's funny how you said you went Cavs, and then you said – I mean, LeBron and Love. And, like, that's – the thing with LeBron and the Cavs right now is just gotta be a team operation at the moment. If LeBron's great, amazing, all one of the all-time greatest players, uh, but again, it's a one v five. It's just it's the ongoing issue with that team. It's just thing that oh my god, my mic. Right. Yeah, your mic is your mic right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just trying. All right, I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> like again, is if everything can just shorten up and they can play as they know how to play, then they can – both teams can definitely win the shit series right now. Yeah. That, that, That's that, what makes it such a good series. Right. That'll be that'll come down to the wire, I would assume. I think that game uh, series will probably go six or seven, depending on who wins tonight. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Other series, another series that, I, that a lot of people – not many are talking about. I mean, a lot of people are talking about all the playoff games, but a series that I'm really – looking forward to seeing who pulls away with is Utah and um, Oklahoma City. I feel like for Oklahoma City, I think their problem is, if one, if anything, Westbrook's great, Paul George is great, Melo's decent, and Steven Adams is all right. But I feel like they have t- every – you need to give Westbrook the ball in the big in the big moments or, or Paul George. I was watching the one game that they lost. I, I, know, the, I know Utah's up 2-1 right now, but – the one game they lost, their first game they lost, they give it to Carmelo, and maybe was, he they just wanted to give it to him to set up Westbrook or, or, or George. But when Melo gets the ball, he shoots the he shoots it like yeah, you can't have the, Melo doing that. that you know situation. that being a Knicks fan, yeah, all he does is shoot like you and can't, he. Go ahead. Yeah, especially in a moment like that, you can't have Melo being the guy right there handling the ball at that time of the game. That's just, I mean, is it? Great player and all, but he just can't grasp the fact that he doesn't have to take the last shot all the time. Especially when you have Westbrook and Paul George, I feel like you, mm-hmm. for Melo's sake, like you said, he needs to realize, like, okay, you're not in the Knicks anymore. You're not really have to carry this team. Like, you have people who are better than you on this team. You're gonna give them the ball. Exactly. Seen, I was gonna say we've seen what uh, Westbrook can do, and George went off the other night. So you know. It's just yeah. I don't know, but I, exactly I, I was gonna say like <laughs> I was gonna say on the Knicks I, I kind of developed into a habit like he didn't have options there right yeah he, his best player was like Iman Shumper right and he kind of developed into a guy who kind of took those shots 
But now that he's on a team that has players that can do what he can and even better most of the time in clutch situations, he just needs to get himself used to the team and realize that he can't be that guy all the time. There's veterans that can do it better than him or, you know, he just got to realize that he's on a different team now, a different situation that could probably change the outcome of a couple of these important games. Right, and also... These guys have also Paul George and um, Westbrook have playoff experience, whereas Carmelo has little to no playoff experience. So again, it's you know it's the whole thing where you need to know you need to really, despite you wanting to be that guy, you have to do what's better for the team. And right now, with Utah up two one in the series tomorrow night, a pivotal game four <clears throat> because if Utah wins that, I don't know if the Thunder can come back down three one. I think the Thunder have a lot of talent and a lot of. They have great players, obviously, in Westbrook and George and everyone we just mentioned. But if Thunder don't win tomorrow, you know, it gives Utah a big advantage in the series. Right, yeah. And, I mean, winning that game would be a huge momentum booster. They would have the win coming into Game 5, which yeah. for them could be huge. Yeah, and Game 5 is a home game for Oklahoma City, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. So, yeah, so... You know, a win on the road, coming back home, getting if they can, you know, bring momentum like you said into Game Five would be huge. Um, let's look at some other series. A series that I feel like we don't need to touch a lot on because it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind it's three one right now. The I'm talking about the Warriors and the Spurs. The Warriors, obviously, we all kind of expecting them to win this series, even without Steph. They managed to win the first three. They did get blown out kind of today by thirteen. Um, to a Spurs team, which, I mean, I feel like they're just kind of old. You know, Parker and Manu Ginobili, they're great players. They were great players in their primes. But now it's like you can't – they can't really compete with Durant and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. And, you know, if Curry were there, I think the series would be over. It'd be 4 nothing. But Yeah, I, like, I mean, I feel like the Spurs has just been Parker and Ginobili, and I know he's retired now, but, but for the past few years – uh, Tim Duncan. It's just been yeah. them forever. I, mean, yeah. I can't. I don't remember a Spurs team without those Me three either. just leading the charge. Yeah, and now that, especially now that Tim Duncan's gone, they don't really have that big man who can really do much for them, and their guards can't really do. You know, they can't carry a team like they used to. I know Parker's no. good. I know Ginobili can hit the shot when he's when he's open and when he's hot, but they can't do what they used to do. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're getting up there in age. You know they're like upwards to forty years old. Both of them. It's it's tough. It's real tough. And you know going up against the Warriors, no easy task for any team. That's that's it's basically a challenge of age right there. You got the old three now turned into a basic two mm-hmm. up against one of the most upcoming young teams that there is right now. And it's just, I mean, they're they can put up a fight like as you saw in the game, but in the yeah. end, it's not going to be that. Close, especially if they had Steph, but even so, it's still 3-1 at the moment. Right. And let me before we hop into the next series, which I think well, we have like I think three more we didn't talk about, but for, for Steph Curry, I just want to touch on it. It'll be interesting to see because if the Warriors go on to win this game, this series, right, they would, I think they'd be playing the winner of the it went no. They would play the winner of the Utah, the Warriors. Jazz series. No, th- that that would be in the third round. So they'd play the winner of the Rockets Timberwolves. 
No. The, the, I, I have the bracket here. So yeah. the, the Warriors would then go up against the Pelicans in the semifinals. Oh, right. Okay. And then the winner of that winner. game would play the winner of Houston, Minnesota, and Oklahoma and Utah. Okay. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. And that's the west so, side. Right. So I think that, look, if Steph doesn't come back, because he had that high ankle sprain, which is tough. Like, I, I've, I haven't, like, I've had an ankle... I've had ankle sprains, but for especially for like a major athlete, it's so much different. And if he doesn't come back by next round, I don't know how the Warriors are going to do against the Pelicans team, who's pretty hot right now, like we touched on earlier, winning the first four easily. So I don't know. Yeah, um, they they can survive well without without Steph in the first round. But as you get deeper, it's going to become more of a challenge. And yeah, you're you're facing better competition, better teams. <laughs> Pelicans team who just absolutely obliterated the Trailblazers coming up with yeah. huge momentum. Oh, and yeah. if you have that team without Steph, it's definitely not going to be easy. Right? No, not no way. Um, what what series you want to do? You want to stick in the West for now? I think we. Oh no, we're, the rest of the games we have are in the East. Yeah. We got the Bucks, Celtics, the Heat, and the Seventy Sixers, and the Raptors and the Wizards. So let's go. All right, let's <clears throat> let's go to the. 76ers Heat because that's the series. That's the only one of the two series that isn't tied right now. Philadelphia does lead that series 3-1. And, you know, the Heat, I didn't really think much about them, especially all year until Wade got traded back to them. And even then, I feel like there's not a playoff team. Wade can, you know, it's like the thing where with McCollum and Lillard, except it's just one player. Wade can carry them all he, you know, as much as he can score like, the last 15 points of the game, like he did the other night, but they he against a team, a, a young, upcoming, great team in the 76ers with, you know, Ben Simmons and Bede and Markel Fultz and all of them. I don't think I think the series will be done Tuesday night. Philadelphia will go on and move on to second round. Yeah, you you got these both young teams in West and East that are just coming up and just cutting through all these teams, old teams. But I think if if Philadelphia moves on and if the Celtics move on, that'd be a very interesting series to see. That think, would be – that's what they would play. They'd play that, that team second round, right? Yeah, they, and the semifinals would be 76ers yeah. and Celtics. I would love series. to see that series. You know, the only thing I'm disappointed in in this year's NBA playoffs, and obviously – you right? <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're good. And obviously um, we can't do anything about it, but the fact that Kyrie Irving got injured kind of sucked especially for the Celtics, because – and just to watch the playoffs, because, you know, now you have Terry Rozier starting, and I like Rozier. He's not a bad player, but, like, he's not Kyrie Irving. You know, it's a, no one compares to Kyrie. Yeah. Only Kyrie's oh. Kyrie, really. Yeah, so – but, yeah, like you said, Celtics 76ers would be a great series. And while we're on the topic of the Celtics, they are playing the Bucks, and today, actually, they played, and it came down to the wire. Um – Marcus Morris missed a buzzer beater shot to which would have tied the game, and the Bucks had just went on to tie the series uh, with the one hundred four one hundred two victory today over the Celtics. Honestly, the Bucks team again, young team coming up. Antetokounmpo today, twenty seven points, seven rebounds, and what five assists, and and Middleton with twenty three points, six rebounds, and two assists. Th- those are the two guys, Middleton and Antetokounmpo, that really are going to kind of carry this team. And against a great Celtics team, 
I'm very surprised. Obviously, without oh, and and Gordon Hayward, we can't forget about Hayward not being there for the Celtics mm-hmm. with the devastating leg injury early on. It's like I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks go and take this next game and go up three two. That would be a good, you know, a, kind of like a plot twist if anything, because I think a, a bunch of people expected the Celtics to be a great team coming into the year, and then look, your two best players get hurt like that, and bam, it's you know you're on the verge of losing a first round series uh, potentially. Yeah, disagree. And last series that we haven't covered is just Toronto and Washington, which. Is pretty even right now, and yeah. the uh, Washington won the game today, one hundred six to ninety eight. Sounds uh, a pretty good game, I'd say. Yeah, I was actually watching some of the game, and Wall and Bradley combined for fifty eight of the one hundred and six Wizard points, which is half of the points. When when two when your backcourt can combine for half of the points. I think that's just such a you know a, a a fortune to have on a team. You know, Wall played forty three minutes, Beal played thirty two, and Wall with the twenty seven with the uh, twenty seven points he had also had fourteen assists. It's like it's crazy how well Wall and Beal play together. I think the Wizards and I know Toronto's the best team in the East, and you know it's just one game. It's tied, and any, anything can happen. I think Washington's a very underrated team. I think they could potentially beat the Raptors. I don't think they will, but I think it'll be close. I think they could potentially beat the Raptors. And, I, you know, who knows what can happen. Once you win a series or two, who knows what can happen. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, another quick thing about the game today that I point out. Um, they came back for, at one point, Toronto having a 14-point lead, which is always not mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. And, I just want to point that out. No, yeah, definitely. That's again when you come back like that, and you, you know, it it hurts the other team, and it and it makes you guys better. Like you have momentum, and they also just lost a fourteen point lead. So it's like it's like a win win. It's like a two for one almost, where you can you know kind of put the other team down and put yourselves up. So it'll be yeah. interesting. Um, I'm loving the NBA playoffs as much as I can watch. I am watching. Uh, oh, and the last series that we actually didn't go over. Oh, we actually didn't go over the Rockets Timberwolves. We'll touch on that real fast. Houston is up two one in that series with the Timberwolves winning yesterday. And I don't know. I feel like the Timberwolves have a decent team, but James Harden he can't be stopped, and he hasn't been able to get stopped all year. And that's not changing in the playoffs. Yeah. Even in the loss yesterday, he drops 29 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. You know, and this, the thing with the Timberwolves, they just have to close out the games. Like, Jimmy Butler missed a shot at the buzzer the other day that could have potentially, you know, Todd or won in the game. It's just, you know, when you're playing good teams like the Rockets, you can't, you know, you can't make mistakes like that. You have to capitalize on everything, whether it be a turnover in the first quarter or, you know, uh, turnover in the fourth quarter, you know, whatever. You just have to take as many ad- uh, advantages of bad mistakes that you can. Right, right. Yeah. So that should be interesting to watch going forward for next week about checkup on the NBA. Yeah, definitely. I think the last thing that we're just going to spend a few minutes on here is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. Which is going very interesting right now. Yeah, uh, you you can start well, whatever you want to 
Yeah, you can pick a series if you want. Well, let's go. Go ahead, go ahead. You can, we can go over the teams that have been eliminated already, and then we can go from there. Yeah, but what I was gonna, what I was watching a little bit today, and I thought it was a pretty close game, was Pittsburgh and Philadelphia today. Yeah. Um, as you probably know, that Pittsburgh won that series, and on the paper, like when you look at the final score of that last game, it doesn't really look like that close of a game. But it was five four going in with like ten minutes left or so, and they were scoring back and forth. They did a five four game and. I guess Pittsburgh just pulled away. I mean, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh scored four goals in the third after being down five four, and yeah, they just go ahead, finish. Um, I was saying they they just went off. Yeah, and that's a good reason why they won that series because obviously if you can go off like that situation, but you need a goal or two, then yeah, they moved on. Yeah, there's one guy I'm looking at this. Uh... I'm looking at this player for the Penguins. Jake Gutenzel had four goals today. So he had a hat-trick and another goal, as as well as Hagelin, Crosby, and Hornquist. I, I don't know how to say that. Each adding a goal of their own. I think, and this has been the kind of outcome of all these games in the series as Philadelphia does get eliminated today. I feel like all, all these games have been very high scoring. Like the first game of the series, which Pittsburgh also won. Um, I think let's see what the score. The score was. No, the the, was, the first game was a blowout. It was yeah, seven nothing. Yeah, the first game. Yeah, they've been high scoring games from like the beginning. Seven nothing. The next game, Philly five won one. five to one. Yes, yeah, and then Pittsburgh won five one, and then you know Pittsburgh won five nothing. Yeah, five nothing, and then eight five. Philadelphia four two. Yeah, and then eight five. Yeah, they're just high scoring games, and I feel like with the Penguins, if you're playing against them, you can't let them get out to to because obviously their defense isn't great, giving up a lot of goals, but they just score a lot. Like the one guy today, like I said, four goals. You kind of just have to limit their offense, then you're good. Like you know, the defense will come, but you have to. Well, no, I mean the offense will come. You have to have to stop there. You have to play some defense and stop them first, and then work on your attack. Kind of play a little conservative. You know what I mean? As a general point right now, um, most of these games right now are high scoring for every series, yeah. except for the Golden Knights series. Yeah. Everything else right now is like at least f- five goals a game pretty much. Yeah. L- looking at Lightning Devils series, and I know that's tough for you as a Devils fan. Yeah, I mean... If you want to touch a bit on that. Yeah, it's the Lightning. They're like the best team in the league. It, it, it sucks. I mean, I feel like going into the series, losing the first two in... in um, you know, in Tampa, kind of sucked. I mean, I feel like we could have won those games, or at least one of them, which we didn't. But then, you know, coming back into New Jersey, winning the first game, it's like 2-1 in the series. You're like, okay, if you can, you have another game in New Jersey, you figure, all right, you win this game, it's a tie series. And then if you happen to steal the game in Tampa and then come back home for game six and then maybe clinch the series, you know, but even if you lose that next game, it's still 3-2, you still have a chance to come back. But instead, obviously... We lost game four, three to one, which, you know, I lost in that game as all the games I was, but it, it was a very close game. It was two to one into the final minute, and they got an empty net goal, Tampa Bay did. And it's just, you know, the Devils just couldn't score. And then the other day, um, again, it was, again, same thing. It was two to one. Actually, it was, it was two nothing, Tampa Bay. Kucherov scored a goal with like three minutes left in the game, and, it, and that put him up two nothing. And it was like, all right, that's got to be it. 
But the Devils scored. They pulled their goalie with like two minutes left, and they scored. So it was two to one, and they put a bunch of pressure on Vasilevsky, the goalie for Tampa Bay, in the last minute. But then Tampa again got a empty net goal to make it three one. So that, you know, it was a tough series. The Devils haven't been in the playoffs in years, so it was great for as for a fan of them like me to get to, you know, watch them play and compete. Taylor Hall, obviously one of the best, probably the best player on the Devils, one of the best in the league. He's great to watch. Fun. It's a great team to watch. But it's things. But it's good for the Lightning. You know, props to them. They played real well. Great team. Fast. Electric. Kucherov and Stamkos are great players. And, you know, the Devils just couldn't keep up. It's all right. Well, we'll be back at it next year. I'm happy with the year they had. Yeah, and while we're touching on your team, I'll say a few things about my team right now. Yeah. Rangers, I mean, kind of falling off a little bit. You you go back two or three years, and you have a completely different team. Oh, yeah. Over the past few years, you've... They trade away all of their big name players. Yeah, most like like half of them at least to the Lightning. Yeah, exactly. And Donna Girardi. Exactly, and that's built them around this team that they are now. And uh, I mean, like, I guess you could say they're in a rebuilding process right now. Two years ago, or two or three years ago, making conference finals, all games, and and it now just trying to keep a five hundred record and. You can't really – I mean, that's what happens. Teams fall off. Big players go away, try to build around a young team, wait a little bit, and the cycle goes around again. That's yeah, just man. how it is. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the last game that the Rangers played this year. They played the Flyers. They actually lost 5 nothing that game, which made their record for the year 34-39-9, which is by by any means – that's not a good record by, by any means. And I'm looking at their roster – the only players, I mean, I'm not a Ranger fan. I don't really follow them as much as I do other teams, or the Devils at least. But the only players that I see that have really been on this team for, like, when they were, like, really good are Longquist, of course. You got Mark Stahl, Zuccarello, and Kreider. Like, aside from them, like, I don't know. And I'm, you know, I don't really... I don't follow hockey as much as I do other sports, but, like, I do follow it a good amount. And I know, like, big-name guys. I don't really know any of these other Ranger players. Yeah. Like, throw back a couple years, you got Ryan McDonough, gone to the Lightning. Brian Boyle, gone to the Lightning. Yeah. It's just... It's actually the Devils everything... now. The Devils got him from the Lightning. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just a cycle, and it, it happens. I'll just wait yeah. a couple years. Rebuilding phase. Yeah, that's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah, you guys, you guys will be better. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's the, yeah. Let me just uh, let's go to a series that again we don't really need to talk about much because it was it was easy. The Golden Knights. You know, I'm genuinely surprised about the way the Golden Knights have played this whole year and the playoffs, sweeping the Kings, which I didn't think were a bad were a bad team. I mean. I remember when the Devils lost to them in the Stanley Cup, you know, a couple of years back. Like they, I know it's a couple of years ago, but they looked like, they looked like a really good team. And Vegas just comes in out of no, I mean, you know, out of nowhere, but all year and into the playoffs, playing incredible hockey. You know, and you don't know, you know, new team into the league from a new, you know new location, how they're going to play in, in the playoffs. It's different atmosphere, unfazed, completely unfazed. Mark Andre Fleury playing great at goal. And, you know, they're on to the next round. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Uh, 
if I could just say something, <clears throat> like this, yeah. I think, I think that having Vegas, first of all, in the playoffs as a number one seed and sweeping the Kings in the first round, I think this is a very controversial thing among fans because Why? again, expansion team first year. Oh Jesus! Okay, expansion team um, first year. You you don't really right, expect. So I think something happened. Like, uh, you, hello. You got, hello. Hi. You got, you got it. Is you, are you back? I think I did. I think <laughs> so. Right, um, amongst the fans, why? All right. Yeah. As I was saying, I think it's a controversial topic here because you see this expansion team just come into the league, and you, you've been, you know, follow, everyone has their teams. They've been following. They've been fans. Mm-hmm. They, they've gotten used to the NHL as it is, and you see this Vegas team expansion team come out of nowhere and start sweeping and be the number one seed in the playoffs mm-hmm. and sweep the Kings in the first round. I think that many people, I, I could see how people could get anchored by that yeah, in a way. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the way that these expansion teams usually go is they'll usually have like one or two, like one or two like years to kind of, you know, get their team established and build a team around a couple of players, which they draft or which they trade for. But with this team, you know, right at the gates, like, they started the year off great. They played the whole year great. And now they're on their way to the second round of the playoffs without suffering a loss yet. Yeah, I think, in a way, it kind of shows a bad example for the NHL. I mean, like, love the NHL, right? But if you if you allow this expansion team to come in and all of a sudden, if they win the cup, that I that, that could would be, go yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think it'd be good – for fans of the new team, which you know, I say fans, but how much, how much, how big of a fan can you really be? But True. I think it'll be kind of controversial for the NHL. Like, how does an expansion team, <clears throat> excuse me, come into the league and just completely blow everybody out of the water? I mean, look, it's only one round. They've only put up. I think their most scored game in the playoffs so far has been three goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's not great numbers, so I don't know. We'll see how they face how they face, uh, whichever they play next. Um, they would be playing the San Jose the Sharks, Sharks, who yeah. also sweep the Ducks. Yeah, I was just about to, yeah, we we're just about to touch on that. The Sharks again mm-hmm. looked looked good. Um, again, not I don't really know much about them. I was watching like one or two of the games. I watched the game where they won eight to one, and they their offense, man. I don't really know anybody on the team. I'm not, you know, I'm not from San Jose. I don't really. But I don't even know like Evander Kane, and he's pretty good. And they're they're good. They're a good team. They surprised me. Yeah, I think it'd be a, a very interesting series to see San Jose against Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it'll, I, I think be, there's gonna be a a lot of new fans that are gonna be cheering for Vegas. But there's gonna be like even fought not non followers of. San Jose, and if they don't have their team in the playoffs, they might be cheering for the Sharks in a way as they don't want the expansion team winning. Right, exactly. Like, it's kind of how in football you have Patriots. It, it's not really as a fact as cheering for the Patriots. It's kind of a fact of cheering for not the Patriots. Right, exactly. It's kind of, a, it's kind of, a, kind of that situation as you don't yeah. – a lot of true passionate NHL fans don't have a very high opinion of – Vegas right now, I mean yeah. they probably respect him as a team, but winning the cup could go a lot of different ways. For yeah, them. it'll it'll be interesting to see if they do make it far into the playoffs 
farther than they already are, it, you know, how they, how other people, you know, look at them and how they, um, how they're taken by out, you know, outsiders and even by other teams in the league, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think it's all, uh, very interesting. Uh, that to, oops. Right. I'd say personally, um, I'm guess Vegas series. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a very good series. Um, I don't think either of us know much about these other teams that we haven't mentioned already. So I'm just going to – I think – I guess we'll, we'll just run through the the series right now and say where, say where they're at for now, and then we can just leave it at that until we – you know, until next week where we know, you know, who's going to be playing in the next round. <coughs> Jeez, man, I'm sorry, but I keep coughing. I, like, I need – I haven't taken much, That's good, much air. I probably need water, but I'm not going to get it right now. So the <laughs> Nashville – and Colorado series, Nashville is leading the series 3-2, and they're actually playing right now with six minutes to go in their game. Nashville is up 5 nothing, so it looks like they will be moving on in the playoffs. Um, The Bruins-Maple Leafs have been a good series, man. It's been back and forth. Boston is up – they were up 3-1, and then Maple Leafs beat them 4-3 yesterday to make the series 3-2 and push it back to Toronto – where, you know, if they win this game, going into game seven, two-game win streak, you know, and anything could happen there. Um, right. Winnipeg just beat the uh, Minnesota Wild um, in in five games. They beat them five to one on Friday, or five nothing on Friday. Um, Capitals lost to the, uh, beat the Blue Jackets yesterday. Which made in overtime, which put their series put put them up in their series three two head into game six, which will be in Columbus. Um, so again, an opportunity for Columbus to make a push and get themselves back in the series. <coughs> and um, I think that's it. Is that it for the NHL? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just cause just cause we we touched on um the Patriots and NFL before. Uh, for briefly again, uh, just quickly, um, I think we should talk about the Des Bryant, you know, uh, controversy go- going on right now, and people are saying, so the Cowboys released him, right? And everyone's like, all right, where's he gonna go? He's a decent. I personally, I don't think he's amazing. I think he's a good receiver. I think he can help a team that isn't great. Um, but I don't know how good of a receiver he actually is when it comes to the big moments. But yeah. people are saying he might go to the Giants, and they uh, they talked about it, and he said that it would be crazy being able to play alongside Odell and Sterling Shepard and Evan Engram and all those guys. And then actually, they talked to Brandon Marshall, but um, the, a couple of days after Dez talked, to, they were talking about Dez going to the Giants, and Marshall said sorry. He pretty much just said to the media, "Sorry, there's no room for Dez on this team." The next day, the Giants actually cut Brandon Marshall. So, and then let me just touching up on that. The day after they cut Marshall, Des Bryant posted a video of him and Odell Beckham working out in the gym together on Instagram. So, yeah, what could this mean? Could this mean that they're gonna that they? And then the Giants also said they're interested in Des, but reporters saying are are saying it's unlikely. Did the Giants get a deal done to bring him to New York? But I don't know. I mean, this raises a lot of questions and it raises a lot of hands as to where is Dez going to go. And if he doesn't go to New York, where will he go? Yeah, that's a good point. Would you, for, for uh, being, I know we're both Giants fans, would you like to see him um, 
on the Giants? Listen, I think right now we can. I just like to take anything we can get right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd be fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think as a fan, sorry, as a fan of the team and someone loves to watch. I think it'd just be fun in general, and it may not bring us back to playoff contenders. It's probably not gonna make a huge, huge impact, but it's gonna slowly but surely we get back in there. So, right, yeah, and I think I think if you put Dez and Odell on the same team wearing the same uniform colors against any defense, they can pick apart almost any, if almost if not everybody in the league. If they both play up to their potential. Now, the only thing that I'm concerned about, if Dez does decide to come to the Giants, you have Odell, who's obviously wants the ball and is probably one of the, you know top three receiver in the NFL, and then you have Dez, who complained sometimes on Dallas when he was on that team that he didn't get the ball enough. Now, when you have two superstar receivers, who yeah, great, they're they're great friends out off the field, but on the same team, who both want the ball. Is it gonna? It, could it be okay? So, are they gonna play more for themselves, or are they gonna play for the team? And if they do play for themselves, that could cause locker room issues, issues for Eli Manning, the quarterback, the the coaching staff, and the team in general. Coming off a pretty bad season when we went three and thirteen, I don't think any off field controversy is what we need right now. And obviously, we've had that with Beckham has had some off field controversy this off season, but I don't know if you know. I don't know. I think. They could be good together, but it could also lead to some problems if you know if it doesn't yeah. go the, the way we all want it to go. I think that situation right there could make the difference in a few games this season. That like that alone. I mean, at some points, you'd rather have one or the other than to have both yeah. with a huge fight against each other, leading to other problems in other areas of the team, like the defense right. and exactly. everything else, and coaching yeah. staff. So yeah, it's. It's kind of a risk in a way, so... Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, and also, just quickly, what about the NFL draft? The, I personally think at the second pick, the Giants should get Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State. I know people want them to pick a quarterback because Eli's getting old, whatever. I think Eli has enough to go a couple more years, honestly. And do we have a backup like Davis Webb or whatever his name is? I, I heard he's pretty good. So if they can, they can develop him, too, if they need it. I feel like they should go with the running back. They have Nate Soldier, who they got in the offseason, which is a big offensive line pickup to replace Eric Flowers, who we all know is pretty terrible. So I feel like if you get the running back, it really just makes the whole offense better, whether you get another receiver or not. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, and right. the That's thing about – I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. The thing about Manning is he's kind of manned down that position for years. Some people yeah. like him, some people don't. I don't think he is in a position right now where he needs to be changed. I think right, I agree with what you said as yeah. if he can definitely man it down for at least one or two more years. Yeah, especially if you have a healthy offensive line, healthy Odell, healthy Shepard, everyone, and the defense stays healthy, of course. I think that we can de- he can definitely be there for at least a year, another year or two. Yep, definitely agree. Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap it up for our first podcast. Wow, that. That went pretty well. I, I I'm pretty happy with the way that went. Um, yeah, that, that didn't seem like forty five minutes. No, it didn't. It, it really didn't. It was quick, but it was good. I like these things. We get to really talk about different things and that you see in our videos, like just talk about you know sports and real life things, not just like Fortnite or whatever. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope that you guys did enjoy. Um, again, this will probably be up Monday, the 23rd, if not Tuesday, the 24th latest. Um, we'll probably be putting it on iTunes and on our YouTube channels, each of ours. So be sure to go check that out. Um, uh, obviously, MattBat419, subscribe to him on YouTube. And also, you can actually subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And you can like get – and it can like download it to your phone or your wherever you're listening, your iPad, iPod, whenever we upload a podcast to iTunes. So if you would like to do that, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And, um, yeah, I think we'll be – Again, we'll uh, we'll be uh, doing new topics next week. Um, if you guys want to see any any comment, I mean, if you want to see any topics uh, that we talk about that we didn't talk about that you want to hear us talk about, you know, uh, either mention us on Twitter or comment on our YouTube videos, whatever, uh, whatever you want. Just uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, Matt. If you want to say anything before we before we get off, yeah. Um, as you say, we're always looking for improvements. So if you guys wanted to say anything that you think we did good, think we need right. to do better. Again, this is our first try, so should hopefully be improving slowly from here on out. And I'd say this was a pretty successful first attempt, coming yeah. in at pretty much 50 minutes of yeah. just talk about news around many sports right now. Right, I think it was a great first podcast. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I hope that you guys listening did enjoy uh, and yeah, um, that's going to be it for us. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next in the next video or the next podcast, whichever one comes first. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm that boy, Brian. Um, go ahead. You can tell yourself out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm that boy, Brian, and we'll see you guys and talk to you guys in the next one. Peace. Yeah.